Hello. Welcome back, you guys. It's season two of the Crazy Ex-Wives Club. I am so excited to kick off season two with you because season two is all about you getting your feet underneath you. How do you get stable? How do you pick yourself back up and really move forward? So this season, I've got great guests, great topics for you. And it is all about protecting, repairing, and maintaining your energy so you can be your best self. So let's get started. Welcome to the Crazy Ex-Wives Club, a podcast dedicated to helping women navigate the emotional journey that is divorce. I'm your host, Erica, and if you're trying to figure out life after the big D, welcome to the club. Whether you're contemplating divorce or dealing with the aftermath or any of the many phases in between, the club has got you covered. Each week, you'll hear stories from women who have been in your shoes. This isn't about spilling tea on divorce details. This is about giving you the tools to take control of your own healing journey. Listen in weekly for advice, tips, and tools to help you move through each stage of the process. Hey guys, welcome to season two, episode one. It's your host, Erica. I am super excited to be back with you. I have missed you in our one month off. I really look forward to the weeks that we're recording and launching and sharing all these fantastic podcast episodes. I'm excited to have my friend Aaron with me today. Aaron runs a business called Designed Well Collective and her whole focus is that you are designed to be well. You guys, we're we're all designed. Our bodies are designed to take care of us, to maintain what we want to maintain. They're designed to heal themselves if we give it what it needs. And giving it what it needs is so much more than just skipping the fast food. It is so much more than just taking a little walk every once in a while. It's not that those aren't important pieces. Those are super important pieces. But today we're going to dive a little bit deeper, specifically into your energy. So welcome, Erin. I'm so excited to have you here today. How are you Thank doing? Thank you. So happy to be here. Thank you. Having a great day. Right? Erin and I met through a mutual friend. And when Erin and I sat down to meet, Erin's like, I have been doing all this work on energy specifically. So tell us a bit in your business. It's been percolating. We've got a super exciting offer for you guys. So make sure you listen to the end. Aaron has a little giveaway, a freebie for us, as well as a discount for you. But tell us kind of where your idea hatched from. And it's almost like the cliff notes. Tell us how you came up with this idea for Designed Well Collective. Yeah. You know, this idea has been percolating, as you say, for literally decades. <laughs> I got bit with a little wellness bug, I would say, all the way back in high school, even when I started learning more about common diseases and, you know, most common ways that we're, you know, dying these days and that so many of them are preventable. And it just made me so mad. You know, some of our best passions come out of getting mad about something. So I ended up in the wellness industry for a long time, wellness aesthetic industry. I always kind of kept coming back to what can I do to help? You know, this is just such a problem in so many ways and all facets of our health, right? Physical health, mental health, emotional health. And thankfully, there's been 
more and more awareness in those other categories, like the emotional mental health have, you know, finally come to the forefront. And we're realizing that there's so many components to our health beyond the physical. So as I continued on and kind of started just diving in for myself as well, just where, you know, a lot of it started, I started going to different trainings and seminars and workshops and experiencing different types of alternative healing modalities myself. And I just really realized, wow, there's something there's something more to this. There's something more to our health. And it's it's more from a, a root cause analysis, right? Like the preventative standpoint. And the more and more I dove in, I learned more about our energetic health. And there's actually a lot of science out there, a lot of research. There's not, you know, a lot that's, I think, commonly known yet, but more and more is coming, thankful to, you know, these thought leaders that are diving in and writing amazing books. You know, I long laundry list of ones that I could recommend. I'm, you know, kind of a, a nerd in that way. But energy is really the foundation of it all. It's, you know, really the precursor to everything that physically shows itself. It comes before. So if we can learn some even simple tools and techniques, experience some different modalities and start to ingrain different practices, energy wellness practices into our daily life, we feel so much better. We we look better. We feel better. We, you know, vibe higher. You know, there's all these little cliche words that people throw around, but when you start to break it down, it's what's a part of all of it, right? So yeah, energy, wellness, purpose guidance, those are kind of the big foundations of what my, my co-business partner and I really focus on. And it's all connected. Yeah. You know, I think about, I remember first getting into healthy, let's say healthy instead of wellness, right? right? You're like probably a teenager as a girl, oh, kind of concerned about like, how's my weight, right? Which was the the launch of the fat-free fad, right? All of a sudden yeah. everything was, I remember snack well cookies, right? And it was like, oh, they're fat-free, you can eat them. And it's so funny how for the majority of my life, right? Until I got into a lifestyle brand in my previous corporate world, so much of being healthy was focused on restriction, was focused on diets, right? It was focused on something they could sell you to make you think that you needed it to be able to achieve the end goal, right? To be able to be fit, I need to buy your products. To be able to look good in this, I need to purchase your membership or do your detox or or whatever it was. And you guys, the secret is your body will absolutely heal itself if you slow down to listen to it and then you give it what it needs. You don't need any of those purchases, any of those investments. And I'm sure, Erin, you do too. I'm just as guilty. Do I buy that stuff? Heck yes, because sometimes I just like a little support. (laughs) So... Do I buy, you know, certain like detox shakes or juicing shakes? Yes, because one, it just sounds really delightful and it feels really good and it's extra support. Could I also do it by just making some shifts in my awareness and my meditation practice in my my wellness, my self-owned wellness? Sure. So there's no right or wrong answer, but today we're really going to talk about how to empower you to own your wellness, how you can shift your energy. And the reason that I think that this is so important and something that really surprised me was after I got divorced, you know, for the two years of my separation, I had like fought the fight. 
I had been running at full steam. I had been burning the candle at both ends. I had been getting through it to survive. And when it was done, I crashed hardcore. And even with all of my awareness and energy management practices and healthy eating, and, you know, I do organic and I do movement and I do all of this, I was really, really shocked how long it took me to rebuild that energy, like up until like two, three years ago. So like for a good solid five years, I had to nap and I was sleeping like 12 hours a day because my systems were so exhausted and they just needed that much more. So we want to give you guys some tips and some tools, some tricks you can keep in your handy little toolbox and pull out when you need some help. So the first thing I wanted to focus on for you guys this season, and we're going to cover all three with Aaron today, but it was about protecting, right? So to me, yes, this gets into boundaries. Yes, this gets into some other things, but you've got a lot of energy going on. You're giving and taking energy with other people. And until you can first set up a way to like protect what you already have, right? We can't repair it and we can't maintain it. Think about like a leaky bucket. If your energy bucket has a hole in it, the energy is going to go out. So first we need to protect that energy that you have. So Aaron, when you're working with your clients, what are some of the top tips that you give them to help them start to be aware of how to protect their energy? Yeah. You know, first of all, I I just want to say, I I couldn't agree more with you on on everything you just said. You know, all those different facets of health are are absolutely important and important to your energy as well, right? Physically, what we're consuming, nutritionally, you know, all of those things, you know, the industrialization, you know, era was wonderful and also, you know, a little detrimental in some reasons. I think what's what's always been a little challenging, no matter what facet of health, and I think absolutely when it comes to energy now and the day we live in is is education and understanding, right? So if we don't fully understand and are, are educating ourselves and each other on, you know, what is truly good for us, right? Understanding what is truly healthy and and good for for us. And like you said earlier, that awareness, slowing down, taking pause, really feeling and listening to ourself. That's where it all starts in every facet of health and wellness. And again, energy is the precursor. So starting there, right? And when you look at all of the different things that are coming at us, information overload, all of our different emotions, highs and lows, stressors of life, all of those things, as you're sharing your story, you know, divorce, there's so many different big emotions and feelings. And, you know, you and I even talked recently about there's an emotional guidance scale. I think it's Jerry and Esther Hicks, right? Yep. And they kind of rank all of the different emotions and feelings on essentially an energy scale, a vibration. So vibration frequency is another word for energy, right? So just to, to back up, we can think about vibrations when it comes to sounds and, and light and frequency, right? There's vibration to everything, the cells in our body, the the feelings, the emotions, you can feel them, right? So vibe and high, we're talking about high vibrations like love 
and gratitude and appreciation, right? Low, heavy vibrations are going to be anger, fear, resentment, jealousy, right? Grief. I think grief is right down there, right? Unfortunately, I think one of the most common things that all of us as as humans here in physical form experiences is grief, right? And you and I talked about, I think that's something that most of your listeners can relate to coming out of divorce, right? So grief isn't just about, you know, death. You know, yes, there there's grief, grief from physically, you know, somebody you love passing, but grief comes from also something dying that you were attached to that you thought would be right. You never went into your marriage assuming it would end, right? You had this story, this picture painted of what life was going to be. And all of a sudden it's not anymore. And like, whoa, okay, now what, right? On top of so many other feelings and things that that come along with it. So it's no surprise that coming out of that situation, you are just floored and your energy's out the window because you've been living in a state of these mixture of all very low, heavy vibrations in, in your existence, right? So I think first step to your, your question more concretely is, really about having awareness that's centered around self-compassion and self-love and and knowing it's okay. It's perfectly normal to be experiencing those feelings and you kind of have to, to get on the other side of it, right? So I think first is always allowing yourself that grace to say like, yeah, that sucked. Yeah, I feel grief. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm going to let myself feel it. Because if I don't, emotions are energy in motion. If you don't let them move, they're going to stay and they're going to fester. And those heavy ones are going to find a place to take root. And before you know it, it's going to get the best of you in some other way that you don't want. So first step is that awareness that you can only have when you remove the distractions and actually let yourself sit in it and be okay with it. Yeah. Right. Because you can't heal it till you feel it, you guys. And we're like, how, how kitschy that little phrase is. I love it. You got it. You have to feel it first. So until you know, you know, how am I feeling today? What do I need today? What do mm-hmm. I want to do next? Right? Like what does my body need next? Like how I told you I napped and slept all the time. I needed to lay down at three in the afternoon for 15 minutes. It was a non-negotiable and Hmm. 15 minutes was all I needed. And I could come back then and finish the rest of the day. But at three o'clock and you might be like, well, I'm in an office, Erica, how am I going to do that? I bookmarked myself out. I booked a meeting and I did a 15 minute wellness walk. Or I did a 15 minute, right? Like check out a conference room and sit quietly with music on and do a 15 minute meditation or go sit in your car. But I had to unplug and take care of me to be able to continue on. So to protect, to to heal that bucket, right? Because if you are a little bucket, your emotions, your energy, your wellness is this bucket. It can't hold more if it keeps leaking out. So 
maintain that, right? How do you protect that? How do you make sure that it's safe? Because the next step that we're going to do is put a, a bunch of stuff in it. So give yourself grace. It absolutely is grief. You are grieving a ton of things and there is a logical aspect of the process and there is a physical aspect of moving it through the body and the energy has to flow, right? Like if you're, you know, like my hands are kind of going up and down, but your energy flows up through the body and down through the body and whether or not you want to believe in all the woo woo world stuff out there, you know that the moon changes the tides, right? You know that the planetary, like the planet position changes the pull. Same concept, you guys. <laughs> water, the ocean is water. The tides move. We move with it too. It is just this extra feeling, like Aaron mm-hmm. was saying, that it's just like you translate vibration when you hear music, when you hear somebody speak. When you see something, you're translating visual vibration into a thing in front of you, we're all just made up of energy, whether it's moving slow or moving fast. And so how is that energy moving through the body? We've got to protect it first. Is it moving? Right. Is it moving? (laughs) I know one of my, is it stagnant? We didn't even get into chakras, but when, you know, when you get into some of the different energy studies, right? There are seven energy zones in the body. And the super cool part, your point of like medicine used to be a lot different. Medicine used to be about energy work as well. And now it's about symptoms and what you buy. But I don't know the name. You probably do. The emergency symbol where it's like the the swirls and it's got like the wings on the outside. That actually is the energy, the ascending and descending energy patterns in the body in the places where they cross. This is the same thing as the chakras, the seven points where the energy crosses over each other from the energy that runs up the body to the energy that runs down the body. And it's kind of like, I think of it like a stream. If you had a stream in certain places in that stream, there's a little like tide pool. Okay. And if that little tide pool fills up with sticks and twigs and grass that falls in it, the water can't flow as easily through it. It gets stuck. Is the energy still moving? Yeah, it's still moving. The water is still getting through, but it takes a lot more, right? It's a lot harder to get through it. A lot more muck gets stuck Mm -hmm. in that area than if we can keep it free, if we can keep it flowing. And there's so many things that you can do, which is the next part. Are you tired of feeling stuck and you're unsure of your next move? Hey guys, it's Erica. Did you know that this is the number one thing that I hear from people? They're just unsure of what action they should take and they wish they could be moving forward. I'm here to help you break free from indecision and take action towards your dreams. Welcome to Clarity Coaching, your path to clarity and empowerment. These private sessions uncover why you're stuck. They equip you with powerful tools to move forward And each session ends with clear, actionable steps that you can take today to start living the life you've always wanted. And don't wait. This isn't something you need to get stuck on. Take action. Visit the Crazy Ex-Wives Club to learn more because it's time to turn your dreams into reality. The next part of the season, we're going to talk about how you repair your energy because we all get depleted. This is not new, right? Think about how many times right now you're hearing about burnout. It's all about Mm -hmm. burnout. And we all said this was going to end when COVID was over and we went back to work and life would revert. No, this is about moving forward. There is a new norm. People are still burnt out. They're still overwhelmed. They're still depleted in their energy. 
So Aaron, what are your top ways to repair your energy? Mm -hmm. If you're feeling low, what do they need to do? What's some simple things? I think you're so right that everyone is just a little burnt out, you know, the the world we we live in, the informational overload. And I think even the concepts like like we're talking about here can feel overwhelming to people, right? Whether it feels woo-woo, whether it feels new age, which really it's like, to your point, the most ancient form of medicine that's that's still proof. It's you know, again, that foundation of, of all, right? But I think really what we need to do is, is break it down and simplify it. It really is that simple, even if it doesn't seem like it. It is as simple as, you know, getting still, going within, feeling, acknowledging. But there's a lot of little things we can do. You know, I think people sometimes look at quote unquote, self-care as overwhelming too. Like, oh my gosh, no, I'm not meditating enough for long enough, or I don't know how, or da-da-da, right? Like just one more thing for us to feel like we're lacking in or not doing good enough in or don't understand and don't want to admit it. But it's really simple. If you do nothing else, carve time in to be still, to breathe. Um, When we look at vibrational wellness and health and and think about all of these things that have these wonderful, beautiful, high vibrations to them. Surround yourself with as many of those things as you can. So yes, to your point earlier, you know, we're so prone to reaching outside of ourselves for a fix or a cause or a diagnosis or a medication. And those things can have validity when when needed, right? But if we can be on top of learning how to master our own energy, like our life depends on it, because it actually kind of does, you are going to be able to prevent a lot of ailments, a lot of stress in your life, be better prepared for when the inevitable next stressor comes out, right? So starting with that stillness, but incorporating really simple things. So you talked about that energetic channel, right? That goes from our head all the way down through our, our tailbone. You know, if people have heard the phrase as above, so below, you know, we're connected to energy everywhere, right? So, you know, some little practices I've done or recommend, you talked about some of them you've done, you know, when I was in the corporate world, I would definitely, I hardly took a lunch break for a while there. And, and as I started getting more into being protective of of my energy and nourishing what I need at a foundational level, my lunch break may have been, I'm going out in my car for 15 minutes and parking in the corner of a parking lot and holding on to my crystal and closing my eyes and feeling the sun on my face and listening to my breath. It would change the trajectory of my entire day. Like that is that simple. I do think that seeking support If you feel confused or overwhelmed, you know, a lot of times when my clients come in for myself as well, I I still seek different treatments and therapies and see providers for, you know, I get Reiki done from people as well as doing it on myself, things like that. And for me, part of that is carving out space, holding space to make sure that in a concentrated setting that I will get that energetic care. But life gets crazy. Life gets busy. I get it. You know, I've gotten to the point that I prioritize those things as much as I prioritize my hair appointments and my Botox because it's that important, right? But little things we can interject throughout our days, 30 or 60 second practices like that, right? High vibrational things, essential oils, crystals, nature, get out in nature for even five minutes, sit down, be as quiet as you can and listen to the leaves and the birds and feel 
that pure love vibration, you know, connect with it. These are really simple little things. I think that we're just prone to overthinking things, right? Overthinking things and thinking that, you know, all this information coming at us, we need to research it all and overanalyze it before we can try something or or we're too afraid. And it's like, start with just some basics, right? Connect with yourself, connect with those high vibrational things, connect with things that feel good. You know, what, what makes you feel lit up? Follow that. Yeah. I still remember I was in the training once and we had to like commit to new wellness behaviors. And so I committed for movement. It was one of the aspects for movement. I committed to walking the dogs three days a week and the trainers like three days a week. What the dog's going to do on the rest of the days. And I was like, Oh no, like my specialty is understanding what's the behaviors you pick up and not become overwhelmed because if you become overwhelmed, it just adds more stress. Like I think about like trying to redo your eating habits. I can't tell you how many times I've tried to redo my eating habits. And then I get so stressed trying to figure out what I need in the pantry and what the new recipes are versus the go-to. And that is actually more detrimental to my energy and my repair than me eating what I'm used to, which, you know, I'm born and raised in the Midwest. There's a lot of meat and potatoes <laughs> on my like yeah. on my go-to list because that's what I grew up eating and it's really easy. I don't crave that as much as I used to. But when push comes to shove and cooking kind of stresses me out, you know, it's really easy going to a, a meat and potato dish or going to a pasta dish. Now, I don't do that every day. But if I know that today's a really stressful day and I need to have a meal ready to go, I'm going to choose one that's easy versus maybe trying to make some complex healthy salad with a, a grilled chicken that would, it would just be harder. Okay. Same thing with, I think about working out. Your body needs different things at different times. So you're sitting here like, oh, I know that if I work out, I get more energy, right? If you sit on the couch, you get tired or it's harder to get up. If I work out, I'll have more energy. So now I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to run for an hour every single day. Wrong answer. <laughs> it's too much on your body. Mm-hmm. And so if you are really run down and depleted, you know, the stress on the body hits your adrenal glands, your adrenal glands hits all your hormone production, your hormone production hits your digestive ability. So if you're having problems sleeping, if your cycle is getting irregular, if you're having digestive issues where you're having a lot of gas and bloating, or it's not like your system is not digesting consistently, these are all signs to me that your body is tired because those systems will come back online if they're cared for. So repair your body and and your energy are tired, you know, and I think it really works both ways from that physical and energetic standpoint. And, you know, I think the only way forward when we're feeling so depleted in all of the ways is get back to the basics, simplify, it has to start there. And I hear it time and time again, you know, the, the list of all the reasons why I can't slow down, why I can't fit in X, Y, Z, why I'm, you know, eating like crap and why da, 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 because I don't have time. I don't have energy. I don't, you know, all those things. And, and they're true things. They're true feelings. Sure. But what's really amazing when we flip it on our head is when we simplify it down and say, because I feel like I don't have time and energy, all the more reason why I need to carve up 15 minutes to be still 
All the more reason why, sure, I might not be able to go to an hour-long boot camp across town today, but can I walk across the street to that pond and soak it up for five minutes and breathe? And it never fails that you incorporate those little simple things. You come back and all of a sudden, the rest of your day goes that much better and that much more efficiently, right? When I get pulled into these cycles of, of crazy and focusing on, you know, what's not going well and what's falling apart and, you know, all these things, I find myself being really distracted. I find myself just feeling sluggish and taking so much more time to get anything done in the day. And sometimes those little moments that you stop and say, okay, I know what this is telling me. I need a minute. I need to breathe. I need to check in with myself and get out of, you know, the crazy and, and reset Yeah, with nature, with a good meal. You know, I think we're often also prone to, to think because we feel these ways, we put like these reward systems on it. And, and it's not to say that we definitely deserve to give our, ourselves things that, that we love, you know, whatever that means, whether it's, you know, a brownie here and there, whatever, sure, you know. But sometimes if we step back and when we're truly connected with ourselves, everything else starts to fall in line and we see a little more clearly how actually treating myself might actually mean treating myself to some, some nourishment, treating myself to some fresh air, treating myself to some silence with myself. You know, nothing is more loving and self-compassionate than that. So it's, it's amazing. You know, people start incorporating these little simple things. And over time that builds up just like if we, you know, eat four brownies a day, that's gonna, you know, sure pile up to however many extra pounds this month. But so do these little moments of breath and energy practices, energy wellness behaviors, those add up to a lot. Right. And that really leads us to the third part, which is how do you maintain it? I guess it's little mm -hmm. steps every single day. It's being aware of, okay, what's this day look like? Mm -hmm. What do I need? Protect your day, right? What do I need to make this a good day? How mm -hmm. am I going to repair, stay connected? And then how am I going to maintain it? And you maintain it by doing the first two, right? And I would say the biggest thing for me for maintaining it is say no. Say no. If you can't, if you cannot honestly take on another thing because you just don't have the energy, the bandwidth, the anything, then say no. And I think that's a really hard thing for people to do. I was just going to say the same thing. You know, I think we are so prone to be afraid of no, you know, in, in our society, the way we've all been, so many of us are people pleasers and we just can't fathom saying no to somebody, especially if it's someone we care about and it just kills us. However, if we can flip it into a different way of thinking about it, a no is really just saying yes to yourself. There's different ways that we can say no that feel less harsh, right? So things like, I don't have the capacity, or I don't think that would be healthy for me. Or my favorite one, what I can do is... So you kind of don't even have to say no, but if it's not an option, right? Like if you have that awareness of what is and isn't in your capacity at that moment, you can say, 
I simply don't have the capacity for that right now. What I can do is whatever, right? You can't show up to your friend's you know, event. Well, what I can do is, is send my support by, you know, sharing it on Instagram, you know, whatever, right? There's always something we we can do. And actually what we're so afraid of with the no is actually the opposite. People have a lot of respect when people start stepping into owning what is good for them, what is in their capacity. It gives them permission to protect their wellness as well. So I think people actually have a lot of respect for it. Sometimes if there's been a pattern of people pleasing for a really long time, it might initially be met with like a, what? You're, you're saying no, this is new, you know, but I think using some of those little techniques make it feel better for you and make it more well-received on the, the flip side as well. I agree. You have to, you have to have your parameters and understand your own capacities, which start with having that stillness awareness to even know what your capacity is. Yeah. And start with, you guys start with the easy no's, right? Like I remember I'd be talking to friends or clients and they'd be like, oh, well, I have to go to this family party this weekend. Well, you don't have to go. You can say no. You will have to deal with whatever the the aftermath is. So you have to decide if I go, I know I'm going to be exhausted. I know I'm taking on more than I can. I know I'm not going to really enjoy my time. So I'm going to be depleted when I get home or say, no, don't go spend the time doing what you need to do or want to do in your own life. And yes, your family might have some comments, but when you take the moment for stillness and you're connected to knowing what you need, it's easier to be able to say no in those instances. I probably would not recommend walking in, you know, your boss gives you a new project. Probably don't just be like, nah, I can't do that today. Not what we're saying, but building the skill to be able to look at an ask that comes in, evaluate, is this something that serves me or not? And if the answer is no, is there an option, right? Can I say no outright? Can I say, I'd love to help, but this is what I'm able to do, right? Can I say, yes, I can help you with that, but I'm going to need your help in this, right? And how do you get a, how do you get almost like a, a swap, right? There is a skill in being able to say no, but the foundation of it is you have to be so connected to yourself that you're comfortable pissing people off. You're comfortable if somebody gets a little upset. Yeah, it's, it is kind of standing in your power, but I think where people get a little twisted up because this, this clearly um, borderlines with, you know, how you set boundaries. No is a boundary, right? Yeah. So people get really twisted up with this because they feel like it's so harsh, right? They feel like standing in, in my power has to mean I'm this like brick wall and I'm putting up these hard parameters when it actually doesn't have to be like that. You know, if we think about it a little bit differently, you know, the, the life mask on a airplane, you know, concept, you can't help others if you're not, you know, helping yourself first, simple way of looking at it. But if we can think of it a little differently, it, it softens, right? And if we are taking care of ourselves and lighting ourselves up from the inside, then you're, you're radiating this different level of, of energy that is actually 
a natural boundary in and of itself because people see that you're, you know, taking care of yourself. You suddenly, you don't care. And it's not that you don't care because you do, but you're not putting up a wall and saying, no, I'm not willing to do anything because I'm, you know, protecting my, my fortress. It's, it's doing that out of self love and care, which is also actually caring for those you love as well, because you will not give anyone the best of you if you aren't caring for your energy first. So I think that's the best way to think about no's and boundaries. Think of it more as a soft, fluffy bubble or that you're a you know radiating sun that's protecting yourself versus putting up brick walls. It doesn't have to be black and white, which I think is a, the first place that we go and why we fear the no and the boundaries. Yeah, I love that. And that is such a great note to wrap up our session on energy with you guys that it doesn't have to be harsh. It doesn't have to be black and white. It is about learning to step into some of these places. And the only way you can do it is by getting clear on your own connection to yourself, right? What do I need right now. So as we end this episode, think through in every moment in every day, right? The question you should be asking yourself is what do I need right now? What do I need right now to be my best self to put on my airplane mask first, right? Because you are in service to no one, especially not your kids or your co-parenting or your stressful job. If you haven't taken the five or 10 minutes to care for yourself. So ask yourself, what do I need right now? And start to carve out that five to 10 minutes. It literally can be that small. I mean, it can be shorter. You could set an alarm. I did this for a while, set an alarm every hour on the hour. And when that alarm goes off, take 60 seconds to just reconnect to your breath, to reconnect to your physical surroundings, to take five breaths, to think about something you love, any of those things. But one minute, every 60 minutes, become very mm-hmm. present and aware and connected to what do I need now? I promise mm-hmm. you one minute or five minutes yeah. or 15 minutes, it will absolutely change how you can show up to the rest of your day, how you're taking care of yourself so that you can help other people. So thank you, Aaron, for joining us and for all of you lucky listeners out there. Aaron has launched an amazing shop full of beautiful merchandise that really helps you stay focused on all of these energy practices. There are gorgeous shirts, clothing items, cups, mugs, all the beautiful, beautiful pieces along with her poetry. And for the month of October, if you send her a DM and her Instagram handle designed well collective is listed on the podcast as well. She'll send you a special code for 10% off. So thank you for giving the listeners a discount. So for the month of October, you guys can save some money and check out her merchandise. And we have a bonus giveaway. So for this week, while the podcast launched, if you come back and follow Aaron and I on Instagram, reshare one of your favorite quotes, posts, pieces from the podcast, make sure to tag us. We'll enter you in a drawing to win one of her, one of my favorite out of all of her collections, t-shirts. It is a gorgeous 
t-shirt with her reclaim logo on it. So we will be collecting all those tags. Make sure that you tag me in it, tag Aaron in it, share your favorite pieces. We'll select a winner and ship that t-shirt out to you in your size to make sure that it fits. So thank you guys. Thank you, Aaron, for joining me today and welcome you guys. Season two, here we go. Let's reclaim that energy. And that's it. Another great episode of the Crazy Ex-Wives Club, a podcast for women learning how to heal from their divorce. Tune in next week for more advice and tips to help you figure out life after divorce. And until then, give yourself grace, do the best you can, and know that this is all part of the process.